What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Panthers Nation Network and the Panthers Nation Podcast. Now, j- tonight it is just Shantice and I are recording at a bit of a weirder time, bit of a weirder area, but you know, life gets in the way. No matter if even if the Panthers win, life still kind of gets in the way, but it's a lot of bit a lot better when the Panthers do win. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. It's been great these last two weeks. I'm not gonna lie, it was not expecting the week two victory that we got. And I'm happy to be able to talk about it. I, I, I hate that we missed the the, the, the original record day because I had a lot to say then, but I still got a lot to say today too. Look, there's a lot to say. And first off, I mean, I guess I want to say, you know, I I see a bit more now where Joe Brady is kind of coming from. I mean, there was still some, there was still definitely some issues. Don't get me wrong. I'm a little bit more relaxed on Joe Brady this week. I think he called it like that first drive. That first drive was poetry. I, that was that was beautiful, and that's what I want to see out of a first drive every time. I mean, but also to be fair, it wasn't out of pocket plays. It wasn't things that I wasn't, you know, I, I couldn't have predicted per se. I mean, they definitely like utilize it. And you can see, I mean, Sam was this and this is what I want to keep seeing. Sam was, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was five for six for over a hundred yards and a touchdown in the first quarter. And I, and I have to I have to do that. But, but I mean, getting over a hundred yards in the first quarter passing is something we've not done in a while that is a feat we have not accomplished in a long while so i was very happy to see that and just i mean offense for me you know like the defense we we were seeing more and more each week how insane this defense truly is but the offense this week this you know while there's still a lot to be desired i was i was happy with the offensive performance this week oh yeah man for sure i i want that i'm starting to see seeing more confidence out of uh sam Darnold. you know each each week it's only been two weeks but i mean from even from the last preseason game he looks more confident in each, in each game he's played in since. So I mean, I, I, you know, I think how they're bringing him along is is it's it's been right. I mean, I mean, it's it's always right when you win. If we if we lost these like if we lost these first two games, obviously we we be singing a different tone. But what they're doing right now is working, and hopefully with the, you know coming up tomorrow, we'll see more progression out of him and and in week three. Two biggest things that I saw that I liked was <clears throat> that I hadn't seen yet. We talked about it, you know, last week, getting Chuba Hubbard in. My one stipulation, after that fourth quarter hit, unless they get it within seven, you know, ten points, McCaffrey should not have came in that entire game. The rest of the, the rest of the game, after the fourth quarter, I understand on a regular week, if you're playing next Sunday, I get still leaving him in. You're playing in three days with a travel day there. You're, you're basically getting two days of practice, and we saw with McCaffrey's practice schedule, they put that out. He was doing insane hours these last couple days to stay right. So I would have taken him out, but I did in any way like seeing Chuba in more. And we clearly see he can still make a push. You know, he can still get you some of those yards when you need it. And then I don't know what the switch is. I don't know if it's because we have, you know, um, Arnold this year, but tight ends all over the field last week. I mean, Ian and, and Dan were both all over the field making impactful plays. We saw, you know, even on that touchdown to Zilstra, it was because Ian was making that low cut and you had the high, low read Took the high read and they turned into six. Exactly. You know, I, I was I was happy to see Arnold get him get more involved in the offense this week than, than, than he did last week. Thomas also Thomas as well. Uh, I kind of I still want to see more from Trumbull. I think Trumbull is more is, is I, I would rather see Trumbull at play at fullback than uh than the what's, how do, how, do we, how do we pronounce his name or, or Richie Richie? I'm yeah Rishi or Rishi. I have no idea. I can never remember how to pronounce. It. I, I would like to see the same thing too because you get more. I think you would get that as more of a lead set. And I mean, even hell put Chuba at fullback at certain points. Cause you want someone that's going to be able to lead block for McCaffrey. You need something like McCaffrey can wait and he can wait with the best of them, but it's going to be a lot more impactful. If you get that burst coming out of the hole. So put, put your right, put tremble. We saw tremble in the draft. That's what they talked about. Those pull blocks he would do, you know, coming around for those reverses. And that's what I was hoping to see with we, with shy or even DJ is when we get those reverses, you know, let Tommy come and pull, with the guard, because I mean, we don't have clearly the fastest guards or the healthiest guards, which we're going to get to in a second. But so I, I, you're right. I'd like to see Tommy thrown in there, even if it's just at a blocking, you know, at a, at a blocking facility. I mean, that's what we're going to need. Again, we're going to talk about the line. We're going to need that and need that firepower. I mean, I, there's still a lot to be left for Brady. Like, again, you have the, 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 the third and goal, the four plays, you know, in the red zone, the red zone efficiency and the third down efficiency is still left to be desired. You know, Sam kind of botched one of those with that weird, whatever the hell he was trying to do with that pass. I don't know what his thought process was there. Um, But on red zone, like when you have like, 
what I, I don't understand, and I see it at the college level, I see it at the NFL level, I see it everywhere. And I guess, you know, maybe if we saw it everywhere, then it wouldn't work as much as it does. But what I don't understand is why we have the halfback read written there if Sam is never going to pull it and take it. I don't know if he's being told not to pull it and run, but he's got daylight when he yes. does it. Yeah, they, they, there's 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 things that we can do in the red zone that, that – okay, for one, just play action. On, on, on the first drive, you, you saw play action works perfectly. Because, you know, Beautifully. You, you have, you have the threat of you have the threat of one of the best running backs in, in football, Christian McCaffrey, you and some have, of the best downfield receivers in the league. Exactly, you have a good receiving tight end down on. You have a good receiving tight end and, and and Ian Thomas as well. Use those guys. Go 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 in twelve personnel and and you and use the fact that you have athletic tight ends to your advantage. You have guys. That I think that like at this point, I mean, we we have we have receivers. I feel that are great in the red zone. We have tight ends. I think they can be. That, that can be useful in the red zone. So I think we we have to we have to explore more options because we're not a short yardage run team. That's that's what we're not that. I mean I think you know you would think you can you can pick up a third and one or a third and goal, or, but we don't have. But McCaffrey in that situation isn't the guy I want in. I'm not gonna lie. And we don't have we you know I think we're so used to seeing one of the greatest red zone threats in NFL history run the run the ball on on, on third and short and fourth and short. That we that we that you think that's supposed to be automatic, but our offensive line just isn't very good. No, and that's where I I don't I don't understand. Like at that point, at that short yard distance, it's not even a running back thing anymore. You can put McCaffrey back there. I mean, you saw it with the Titans against the Seahawks. You can put Derrick Henry in there. If your line doesn't do what it's supposed to do, Derrick Henry's not making it through that pile. It's not about how good your running back is in that scenario. It's about how good your line is. If they can't get that push off the jump, you're screwed. And we don't have line to do that. We have honestly the perfect offense set for play action. I was I was concerned as to how, why we didn't run play action earlier in the season. We saw, and I mean that first play or that first drive, and you have your high low read. You have Sam rolling out because you know that they're going to be keying in on McCaffrey at any sense of the play. Like I love, don't get me wrong, the first play I love it if it's that you know halfback in and out, and he's coming over the middle. That works. I mean that's a that's a coverage buster no matter what you're doing because exactly. a lot of linebackers aren't going to be ready for that on the first play of the game, and McCaffrey can make so much work in that space. But like we saw, I mean, that touchdown play was beautiful because you had Donald coming in in the low spot. You had Sam rolling out, and like our line is not good enough to give like to give him enough time in the pocket. It's good enough to give him a few seconds to run out of the pocket. And Sam has shown, for the most part, he can be fairly accurate on the run. I mean, those pass. There was one pass that was a little wobbly, and I think I can't remember. I think it was the DJ pass, if I'm not mistaken, in the red zone that took it had zip, but it was a little wobbly, yeah. which also. That speaks to passing in the red zone too. I understand that cornerback wasn't as experienced. And, you know, I'm trying to keep everything about our offense mentally in check because of the <laughs> injuries to the Saints defense. No Quan Alexander, no Lattimore. You yeah. have and, and some key, you know, filling guys at backups. So you have to be reserved. Mm-hmm. But DJ's separation and his footwork on that touchdown when you're in the five yard line and he's able to make that cut, that was ridiculous. And if you yeah. can have a receiver that can do that, why is that not? Like, I'm all for running on first and goal. That's okay. You want to do that? Fine. If it doesn't work on first and goal, why put yourself in a third and goal situation where then, okay, you either got to get it or kick? Like, do something different on second down. The, the You know, the biggest thing I've seen, at least from concerns around, uh, you know, around, around Panthers Nation, it's just, it's just been like, you know, is there another level for, the, for, the, for this offense to reach? Because, I mean, it's for Sam Darnold, like, is this is this all we're gonna get from Sam Darnold and 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 this and this you know limited sample size that we have? Is, is this is this all we're gonna go, or is there another level for him to hit? If for for Joe Brady, play caller wise, is there another level for you for you to reach? I do think there's a there's another level for both of those guys to be able to reach. And I said and I said this earlier. I'm not gonna lie. I think when we when we get some guys back, Shai Smith being 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 one of those guys. I think there's another level your, your offense can reach because teams are got because because right now it's been spam McCaffrey spam McCaffrey. The offensive line held held up well against the Saints surprisingly to you know and that, so it was a pleasant surprise for me because I did not I didn't I really I really didn't know how we would hold up against that pass rush. We held up well. But I mean, this then, is the first Panthers game where I haven't heard Cameron Jordan's name mentioned in in years in yeah. years. Yeah, he's been terrorizing us for at least the last five years. I think for pretty much now he's been terrorizing. He's been terrorizing our quarterback. So I'm, I, I I just think that, you know, hopefully we just keep seeing progression. That's all I, that's all I can hope for. I'm, I'm, I'm not – I'm not – I mean, I'm the national media starting to gain – starting to give attention to, to Sam Darnold and his story. But 
I'm just not ready to be all in on what he's done yet. I mean, it's there's still he's still a ways away from being the quarterback that can take us to that can, that can take us to a playoff and win us a playoff game. That's still a ways away. I, I'm happy with the progression he's made, but I think everybody's gonna have to slow down on what we've seen thus far. Yeah, I, I mean, you always and I think that's the problem when you get these younger polarizing guys <clears throat> that were so you know they're either. Hyped up coming out of college, hyped up coming out of the team they were at. I mean, look at Jameis Winston. I mean, people were ready to put make him the MVP last week. And I don't want to say, you know, I don't want to put, pin everything on one performance, especially, you know, you got to kind of look at like a fantasy mindset. You wouldn't put, you know, you wouldn't start Jameis over, you know, Tyler Murray just because he had an insane week one performance. You're not going to do that exactly. if there's a mismatch. So you can't put Winston out of the gate right away because I do think they had a lot of injuries at, I mean, what they were out without Eric Davis, I believe is his name at center. Yeah. Um, they had a couple of linemen that they were missing and, you know, you're, so I'm not going to put it out that way, but it's the same thing with Donald. And it's kind of like that Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, mindset where they're like, Oh, this guy, he's going to be it. He's the next level. You got to pump the brakes. I mean, I saw a lot that I liked from Sam. I saw some accuracy that I liked. I saw some decision-making that, I mean, the best play I think for him was that I think it was either second or third down a bit middle of the game, maybe third quarter where he was able to somehow escape a sack. He felt it coming yeah. on his back and he was able to pull away and get the first down, throwing it downfield on the move. Like that was some Cam Newton stuff right there. That's what you'd like to see. And that was, yeah. but then you also have the weird dump off. I don't know what he was doing trying to, and it was like, both of them had that both Winston and Donald had that, you know, rhetoric of, Hey, are these going to be guys that are going to force turnovers? And luckily, you know, Winston was the one who was forcing turnovers more, but Donald, I just, I think his ceiling still is a, is a Ryan Tannehill kind of guy where you can tell like he's able to like corral the talent around him and push it forward, but it's very one dimensional at times. And if they find that first leg, like with the Titans, if you stop them on the run, that's, that's it. You ain't going to get anything going Panthers. I mean, We've shown that we didn't need to rely on McCaffrey as much this week. Like, you know, we didn't – I mean, we still went to him an exorbitant amount of times. but 29 touches. I mean, that's – sad to say, that's that's below the median for the Panthers, <laughs> which is not good to say. But, I mean, that's – like exact, I mean, he had his lowest – he had one of his lowest fantasy performances in quite some time, but he was still the number one running back for the year. Which is after you know before Aaron Jones you know played on Monday night. Which oh yeah, yeah yeah thank God. Um, but so like it's just I'm trying to be reserved about this offense because there's just so much like I like what I like you said it best progression. That's what we want to keep seeing. I don't know what the ceiling is for you know Donald and I don't know if the ceiling is you know if the whole <laughs> offensive ceiling is Donald's ceiling. Do you think it's that case or can? the offensive ceiling be higher than Darnold's. I think that if the, the offensive ceiling is it, going to go as Darnold goes, because I, because, because honestly, if, if, if I just if I look at what Teddy Bridgewater did last year, he wasn't bad. He, he, he truly wasn't awful. We had a, a bunch of the things around him weren't, weren't necessarily great, but if he played, if, if, if Darnold plays at, at the same level as, as, as Teddy Bridgewater did last year, then I don't know if he made the playoffs still. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 you know what I'm saying? Even if you cut down on turnovers and you and you and you know and and you give me the same yard yard totals and touchdowns, I don't think we made the playoffs. I think that he's gonna he has to elevate past what where, where he's been. I think I think the first two weeks has been managed the game, even though he's he's thrown for over 250 yards in two games two games in a row now, which is which is impressive. You know, manage the game, be able to make. We we need you to make timely throws. You know, he does have the physical capability to make to make some of the throws that we couldn't get out of Bridgewater last, last season. Now, wh wh where he's gonna have to progress is, is that when we get into a crunch and like like the Saints would have been a perfect game had it had that team been healthy, that would have been a great test because if Marshawn Lattimore is out there and Gardner Johnson's out there, hey, can you make can you go make a play on third and about seven that you you just gotta go make one? McCaffrey ain't gonna, McCaffrey's not an option. You got you got DJ and you got Rob. You got two of the best receivers that you're gonna find in the league. Go make a play. And I think that's where we still don't know if he's capable. Like, I mean, and really, we when we get to some of these games throughout the season, the games start to get tighter. That's why I start to find out more about the quarterback that we have. And that's what I'm looking for. And you said it exactly right because I think the telling thing for him is going to be, and it would have come this week. We've seen now at least. I mean, it was the Jets, so I'm still not going to put you know all my eggs in that basket. But we've seen the defense can make that stop 
from driving, you know, when it's three, two minutes left and they have the chance to come back. We've seen that they can at least bend, not break. I mean, sure, they didn't get the onside kick in that. You, you know, you can say one way or the other. But, I mean, the defense is able to hold on. It's still that thing, though. It's still that thing where you cannot expect the defense to bail you out every single drive and then you don't be productive. You can't, like, I field goal is awesome. But, like, I would have much, like, Going up ten to nothing against the Saints, I was still incredibly anxious because, especially even like knowing how the game went now, I was still, like I would have much rather been fourteen to nothing, you exactly. know. And I think anyone would say that. And you have to be able to, especially in the first quarter. I, I'm tired of these first quarter field goals. I really, really am. Like I understand that that's you know the best time you want to kick a field goal, but like if we're getting down that far, and it's especially at our house and a team that we haven't beaten. That was the first time we'd beaten the Saints in a real game since I think, yeah. 20, since I think 2017. And that wasn't just a, you know, like a throwaway game because they were ready for the playoffs. And honest God, I don't even know if we've beaten them in those situations. I cannot entirely remember. Yeah, um, I can't, yeah, I really can't. I, yeah, we, that's usually, that's usually when we, that's usually when we beat them, beat them the most, I think, besides, you know, 2015 where we swept. I think it was 17. I think it was Khalil's, I think his last game. I think it was that season and Kyle Allen uh, was able uh, to. If it's 17, I know we lost three times. You remember 2017, you know. I thought it was 16. 16 may have been the last time we beat the Saints. I think 16, we beat them on like a Thursday night game. I I can't remember. It's been forever. And I'll have to check the, I'll have to check the rap sheet on that one. But you're right though. It's, the two-minute drills on the other side of the ball. That's where I want to – like, these crunch games – and the problem is I don't know if this schedule is incredibly conducive. If we do get in short, you know, short game scenarios, it's not going to be a good sign because a lot of these games, I mean, they're not easy. It's never easy with the Panthers, but I'm afraid it's going to give us that false sense of, you know, superiority when we're kicking on teams that are already down. So what I want to see from Sam, though, is him lead a two-minute drill. Third downs and, you know, third and whatever, I'm okay with that too, but that's where, like – because that's where the difference is going to be with Teddy. That's where Cam was able to make shit insane. Cam was able to go off with the team on his back and go, I need you to do this for me. So I need Sam to do – I need to see Sam not do that specifically, but be able to lead those kind of drives. And I don't know where – I don't think we see it this week against the Texans, especially without Tyrod. And I, 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 I hope we don't have to see it against the Texans. If we have to see it against the Texans, I will be very concerned because we play Dallas. And the thing about Dallas is that I mean, how you feel about them? They can score. See, that Dallas game is going to be a, a pivotal game, honestly, to see how the defense fares because I think Dak and Zeke are at least somewhat getting in a rhythm now. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you, and of course you always have, I mean, for our receivers, CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper and, um, oh God, there's another one. Michael um, Gallup. Yeah, Michael Gallup. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a hell of a matchup. Oh, that's a, that's a hell of a match. That's a hell of a test for our rookie corner. Luckily, A.J. Bouye is back. So... I, I at least have hope for what our secondary will be with AJ Bouye back. I think I think I don't know. I mean, the, the, is he? I don't. I'm not sure if he is. He, is he gonna play uh, Thursday? I haven't heard anything about it. I know he's eligible this week, if I'm not mistaken. It was only the first yeah. two weeks, and now so I know we kind of zigzagged around. But talking about Dante, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I've seen enough to make him my number two out of the bat. I, I don't know. I think you take the Texans is a good game to do so. They have no wide receivers that I'm concerned about, other than you know, Brandon Cooks. That's it. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, I'm putting I'm putting JC on him for the most part. So I think you could take this game and swap both of them. You know, you put AJ in two for a quarter, you put Dante at the slot for a quarter, then you switch him around. Because I know, just I will say this though. I think last week, I think JC took 23 snaps in the slot. Yeah, but I think it was more of a match that was a matchup situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah matchup. I don't know if, you know, because, I mean, I would have to imagine Michael Thomas is out there that we're not taking J.C. off of Thomas the entire game. And it sucks having to put, like, the same thing that happened to, to, uh, you know, Dante in 2017 is that because he was, you know, the younger, quicker guy, we put him out of all of those matches. And we saw how bad that went against, like, A.J. Brown and against Julio. But I think Dante, or excuse me, I think J.C., I mean, he's been, like, he has, the, 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 the stats don't lie. He's been doing well. They don't. They don't. They don't target them. They they haven't been targeted yet. And I think, like I said, like I I just don't want to. I don't want to look past Houston, man. I, I I really don't because I mean this is a quintessential trap game. Thursday night on the road, a team that's starting a rookie quarterback. Now that now that, that the advantage that Houston has, there's no film on Davis Mills besides Stanford film. And yeah, I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't very good there either. So I mean, I, no. So I mean, who? I don't really know what to make of what we're going. What we're going to see. Honestly, that 
I they, how they come out and approach this game will tell me will, will tell me not a lot, but at least show me what type of direction we're heading in. Like 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 do, do you come out and you and you dead this game early, or do you let them hang around and it gets tight and you and you now you, and now you need some heroics and, and and late game to to be able to pull this one out. I and I think that that's you know the benefit of having these some sort of younger college base coaches. Cause I mean, that's where the trap game almost exists. You know, when you have, that's where it's kind of built from is you have these, you know, smaller schools that you think I don't need to worry about them at all. And then you come out and they, and they shock the world. And so I think that they can put that perspective to go, look, any team can win on any given Sunday. Like that's it's the NFL, baby. It, it's the NFL. You, there's no things given to you or granted to you. And so I just know that, you know, it's, it's, and it's scary because you don't know where it's going to come from. It's like any other team, you okay, this is the guy we got to focus on. This is the guy we got to pinpoint it on. I can't tell you other than Cooks. I don't remember who the running back is right now. I, I Mark is, then it's Mark Ingram. Oh, God, that's right. David Johnson's there. Oh, yeah. Philip Lindsay's there as well, but I don't I don't know if he's played a whole a whole. That's bunch. such a weird running back room. My God. A bunch of has-beens. Huh? It, it, it's a bunch of has-beens. It's, it's a bunch it, of guys that were good about five years ago. Yeah, it's that's just a and so now you know you don't have Tyrod and Tyrod but he was playing well. I mean, they, with Ty, they they're a hamstring away from beating Cleveland. They are, <laughs> they are, and that's sad to say, but they are. And I and you know I don't know what it's and, and it's also like that week three is so perfect to be a trap game because it's so early in the season things still aren't quite established yet. You've got now I feel a lot better with these two ones under our belt and the way yep. we play the Saints. The thing with the game with the Saints is it's gonna you're gonna see it later in the year if they have these guys healthy. I don't want to say oh you know injuries that was you know the game was the game but that does play a part and that plays yes. a part in our in, in our matchups and so I think our wide receivers you know have a mismatch here. I think McCaffrey. I mean the last times we played the Texans he's you know run all over the Texans. They've still been somewhat close-ish games but obviously that was with you know that was with Watson. So I just I and I I don't want to look ahead of them. I, I don't. Because you know, still get it back at the the Saints game. I mean, our defense is just is just blowing expectations out Phenomenal. of the. I mean, another you have two games in a row where you get more than. I mean, I've never. I can't remember the last time we've had four and six sacks. I think it was four. I can't remember if it was four or five. Yeah, this I think week. I think it was. I think I think it, I think it was it was it maybe four this week. I think I think it was, I think it was four this past week. I think it was fun. I mean, we probably should be getting more of these. This is where Jeff and Tyler would help us out with yeah, more of the, yeah, 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 They'd be the ones yeah. doing the research while we're the ones who never shut up. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, having multiple weeks where you have more than three sacks from three different players, that's – I mean, you can't beat that. And it's and we're showing, you know, we talked about that small, almost that small ball rotational. We're going to send you from every single like – Morgan Fox got one this week. Reddick was playing like a monster this week. And, you know, I'm, and I'm happy that Reddick had the game that he had because it kind of shut up what my concerns were about how he fit into the defense. So I mean, so I see exactly now what what they're what they're gonna do. And he he's essentially Von Miller with a little bit more athleticism on the outside to be to be able to cover. But he's gonna but we're sending him off the edge to go get sacked. Now I am I am upset. You know, Yatura is not going to be playing this week. But I know you know I don't think that hurts his. I mean, it doesn't like we have the depth now. I mean, we have Haynes, we have Fox. Both recorded big sacks week one and week two. And I think and, – and they even mentioned it, you know, during the broadcast. The best part about it, we weren't sending extra guys. We were just – it was it was hitting the right gaps. It was sending the right – you know, making the right reads. And it Our was, guys are winning. Our guys are winning the one-on-ones up front. And that's what we love. And, and Phil Snow is riding it up. You know, he's covering them. He's, you know, doing the – you know, he's doing the fake outs. And he's getting them back there. And it's making it a lot easier on our defensive backs. You know, I had large concerns about Chin – and about Burris, Chin has proven me completely wrong. I think he's done great in coverage. He didn't have, you know, a whole lot of splashy, splashiness this week, but I don't think he needed to. thought it was funny that I, I think I think it was Elder had a huge hit throughout the week. I think he had a huge hit on one of the players. I think I he think got some so. time in. I thought it was funny to see. And then, Bur, you know, and then, of course, Horn stole Burris's. Burris had the pick, and then, you know, Horn stole his second pick. Yeah. But no but, one would you know, Look, man, I, with, with, with this, this back end, I will say this, though. I am holding off any praise for the, for the for the secondary until we play Dallas. And that's man, th- this week. Look, Thursday night. Look, do what you're supposed do what you're supposed to do. Finish finish this game off early. Don't don't waste any time. Now Dallas is where I'm going to start looking at. Chen is going to get tested a lot against Dallas. That's going to be where we see. Oh, 
what if we said to the right move? And do we still need to be in the market for going to get a safety at some point down the line? I mean, but I do, I, I love our corners though. I love, I love, I love the physicality we have at corner. I love JC being, being, being the bigger guy. That's best. He's, he's physically capable of, of facing any receiver, any top receiver in the league right now. And, 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 and that's why I love Dante. He matches up, he, do, he matches up well against a Brandon Cooks, like the, 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 the ABs of the world. I mean, he, he, Again, he's come out. He's done what he's supposed to do. I haven't seen him get beat. I've seen him make great tackles on open field, especially especially the one against Kamara. So I mean, I think he's he's taking that leadership role, being the captain, and it's really I think coming to his own as a starter as well. And that's another thing you talk about it with Kamara and our run defense. I mean, last year atrocious. They were getting. I mean, Ronald Jones had his best game of his career against us twice. Basically, we were getting destroyed in the run. This is two weeks in a row. I mean, the Jets, you know, but Kamara. We held him and held him very, very well. And five yards. And and that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous for someone who was, you know, who has been compared to, you know, McCaffrey. And 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 you see that our defense and especially up front. I mean, I think Daquan Jones is playing that role perfectly. I think he's being the unsung one of the unsung heroes of this front seven because he is just filling holes. He is taking the, the craziest thing about what he's doing is he's taking blocks off of Derek Brown. Derek Brown is able to get back there now and not get the same sort of mismatches he was getting last year because he was our only guy rushing. Now we're sending both of these big guys at you. And Fox is such an interesting player because he can line up at the, he can do all fours and he can line up at the four tech and be a defensive tackle. He can line up at a three tech and be your guy coming off the tackle. And it's so crazy to see that because it's not like they weren't being utilized like this in their other places, but it's just like, where is like, like how did the Cardinals like Reddit go? Could you imagine the Cardinals defense? Still having Reddick? A guy that had twelve sacks last year can't get can't can't get an extension. Like what? Now here's the thing. I mean, I mean, this is early, this is very early talking about this, but if you're Carolina, do you look at and do you look into paying Reddick? Do you do you, do you look into do you look into because I mean I know the money's gonna if he has the year I think he can have the money's gonna be huge for for him in the open market. I oh, mean, I, and, and I figured this year was only just a a rental year. Get go, go to a place where it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna utilize you, get your numbers up and go get your and go and, and go get your bread elsewhere. And I, and I, I I'm perfectly okay with that. But if you're Carolina, do you try to go ahead and lock up Hassan already? So now that you know, I and it makes my all time team look a, le- a little less nice. But I had I had high hopes for Perriman, and he even I mean he's showing some flashes on the Raiders. He made some impact. I mean, the two, so the two and zero. I mean. And and he has been and he's been a starter and he's been playing you know he's had an impact on the Raiders and the crazy part with the Raiders is I'm fairly certain their vaccine their vaccination you know restrictions were a bit tighter than ours were so I don't know how that you know pans out regardless had he still been on the team I would have said that was his only sort of you know competition because the linebacker spot was where you know we needed that the most at the line you know we have we do have the depth we have Yatur, we have Haynes still Haynes has proven to be you know we always seem to have that secondary guy that Haynes yeah. that Addison that Horton that stay in the trenches but still make impact enough to the point where they consistently they're and that seem to be fine you know with playing that second role and filling in when necessary it seems like we never lose that kind of guy so i think yeah. you know if i'm going to pay one of these guys that we've gotten in the offseason in terms of you know, as of right now, like we got to see what's with Bowie because if we can pay a cornerback, I'm never going to say don't pay a cornerback. For the love of God, if he if he if he has a good year, pay the man, please. But if we're looking at it now, if it's between Reddick or or Fox, Reddick all the way. Yeah. Jones is the only the one that I'm like, eh, maybe because I mean I think Jones has a couple. I mean he's only been in the league about I want to say five six years. Yeah, so he's still. Think- He's still got some trade on those tires. It's, 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 he's, 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 he's got some burn left. And if we can keep him while, you know, Brown, I don't think he's necessarily in his prime yet. I don't think he's that far from it. But if we can keep no. him to let Brown fall into his prime, like we, I mean, that's. Uh, also, he, Brown and Brave and, and, and Bravion Roy and, Brave and Davion Nixon as well that that, that that playing behind those guys. Like, let those guys develop. I mean, I'm, did they call on John's side? I, like, I mean, I didn't feel it earlier when you, when you were talking about it, but. It's so vital because you, you you talk about the veteran experience and the, the guys but the guys behind him that are they're, they're getting va- valuable valuable time to learn. Bravion Roy being a guy from last year's draft class that, that had had an impact for us last year. Davion Nixon, who's a guy who I think is is the most athletically capable of being of, of being a star at that position. Like I mean, him, him and Derrick Brown, I mean, I, I think that could be a that could be a monstrous interior line with those two there. 
And that's what you're saying. Like, cause like Bravion, he was serviceable last year. Don't get me wrong. He played his role, but he didn't need to be at that spot. And there's definitely room for him to grow. And when you get like, that's why the Jones signing was like, Oh my God, that is fantastic. And even the Brown, you know, pickup as well. Both of those, you're showing me that like this defense, I'm telling you, it reminds me of the cardiac cats. It reminds when you have all built these from the inside out. That's what I'm saying. You build from the inside out. You get depth from the inside out, and it doesn't matter if you have the best names in the there in the in the cornerback slot. I mean, those were the times we didn't have insane cornerbacks. We had you know your Ricky Mannings and your guys like that. Who, yeah. I Ricky mean, Manning and Reggie Howard. But we have better guys, and we have better guys at that position now than we had than we had for that cardiac cats. Exactly. I, I can confidently say. J.C. Horn is better than Ricky Manning. I can I confidently say Dante Jackson is better, better than Reggie Howard or Terry Cousins or who or whoever we had back there in that secondary. And the same with the line, you know, your linebackers, they don't have to. I mean, also, again, because I mean, he must have been listening to us last year. Shaq, every – I mean, he has impressed me. Hey. So he was at every tackle yesterday. Or hey, on man. yesterday. Hey, man, look. Hey, look, man. If, if, me, if me talking crap to you, going to get you to play, look at man. Shaq, I'm, 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 I'm going to tell, tell you right now, bro. He ain't did enough. <laughs> I've been. I haven't been impressed. I mean, one pick, two weeks. Come on now, like, like give us more. I, I just, I, I'm not impressed with it yet. You know, I don't know if I would keep, if I would pay you. It's been ridiculous. He's been all over the field, and, and I mean, Carter, Carter to me, he seems to have control. He seems to be in control, and I, I, I love it because I mean, for one, he's more athletic than 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 to hear Whitehead of last year. He's around the ball. He's active, physical. Brings back that physical presence at that middle linebacker spot that you know that, but of course, I mean Luke, Luke hasn't been going for that long, but bring back a physical presence that we that we needed back and and in the inside of that defense for me to really say we got a chance to be an elite defense. Well, when you think about it, that speaks to what Shaq is. His best year, you know, coming. I mean, his rookie year, he came out when he didn't have to pay attention and or not excuse me, not pay attention when he didn't have to spend all of his brain power, you know, trying to orchestrate the defense. He was able to fly around, and, and that t- speaks to. I mean, when he was in Washington, he was a, you know he played strong safety at times, and that's the yeah. exact same thing. They like to be able to do what they want to do, run around with their head on a on a swivel, and take people out. And that's what he's going to do now because Carter is taking that role of going, all right, guys, this is what we need to do. You know, let's get our. And that's why you saw. I mean, it was so it was so frustrating with Keekley and towards the end there where he you know was trying to get everybody to do everything without TD. And Shaq just wasn't helping out, really. This this is the defense Keekly deserved to go out with. Like this is absolutely like I mean, imagine all the athleticism across the field, the pass rush is is, is playing out is out of this world, and Luke Keekly commanding the the commanding the center of that defense, bro. Don't I? Why you gotta make me like? I mean, this this is the offense that Cam should have had and should have got out with. This is the explosion, baby. I mean, the talent, running back, receiver. I mean, we got receivers that can catch the ball consistently. And the crazy part is, on offense, we only added one other fucking person. Pardon my language; I'll probably have to bleep that out. We only added Robbie Anderson. That's all we added. And it and hey, and it changed life. It changed life for everybody involved. It, it did, and that's literally all we, we you know threw in some some tight ends here or there. We threw in some different bargain bin linemen, and then on, I mean, defensively, of course, that was where the overhaul was. If we could, if Keekley could have just stuck, stuck around. A couple more years till we had just, uh, just another year. I, I, just, just another year. I mean, we at, at the point you know we had Burns, we added Derrick Brown, but getting you know Daquan Jones, Hassan Reddick, all of those cats. I mean, bro. I, I mean, he would have taken pay. He would have taken a pay cut. He would have taken a pay cut, and it would have just. But so anywho, so, you know, talking about because <laughs> I'm gonna get sad. I'm, I'm gonna get real sad because talking about this. But I mean, that's and that's what we've been looking for. And Phil Snow. I mean. I wish there could be a coordinator to be in your position because I think already he has earned those rights. He has been pl- like calling things out of his mind. I haven't seen us been that, a, you know, a blitz that much since. I want to say, I want to say the last guy I can remember us doing that, maybe under Steve Wilkes. Honestly. That's, that's the last time I, that's the last time I remember our defense being ferocious. That's the last time I remember our defense being like you know, just just that bringing that tenacity to the field each and every week. Like, like this defense, like I mean, and like you know, and we you know, look, we were hard on on Phil Snow early on last year, but towards the end, if you go back and listen to the episodes towards the end of last year, we started seeing like, oh, like, oh, Phil Snow's looking like he's figuring it out. The defense is starting to figure it out, even through the preseason. Hey, Phil Snow and his defense, they're playing to a standard. They're raising the bar each and every week, every time we see them. And through the first two weeks of the season, they've 
exploded onto the scene. Not everybody, everybody's getting a chance to see it now. We knew it was coming. We knew we had we we knew we had the horses, but they have put together some just beautiful performances. I love defensive football and watching what they've done to, to, to the last two quarterbacks has been beautiful to watch. And it was and this was a statement for him because you had like again, I mean, Winston blew everyone away week one against the Packers. No one thought he was going to score five touchdowns against the Packers like that. No, no way in hell. And he took it and he and he did another thing too. He developed from last week. We talked about situational awareness, you know, playing, you know, sending guys when you need to send them back and off when you need to, but at the third and eight or, you know, third and 10 and you send and you send everybody and then your cornerbacks have no way to cover. He didn't do that this week, you know, he or last week. He was able to actually – you know, I mean, he didn't even send more than five or six guys half the time, and that's the crazy part. And it was just, it was just really awesome to see. And that the defense is, we've always been the years where we've been great. Our defense has been as what has been propelling us. You know, even with the cardiac cats. I mean, you know, we obviously had our explosive offense, but it was that defense that was getting us out of those tight situations or putting us in the point to where we then can go and take advantage. And that's the key on offense is taking advantage. And, you know, there were still some issues with that. You know, the points off of turnovers wasn't what you would have wanted. I mean, of course, the last one was, you know, right before the halftime. So I wasn't expecting us to do anything. Now, the one thing I was confused about, in the fourth quarter, we're up by, what, 15, I think? We get, you know, we get we, yeah. we stop them. Why are we throwing the ball? There's like eight minutes le- – or there's like, you know, five or six minutes left, and we're still throwing the ball. I think I, – I, I, can, I can understand why they, why, why they did that from, from a perspective of – Last year we tried, you know, just run, just run the ball, run the clock out, didn't work. Trying to play it safe. Hey, look, man, we think we think we got a quarterback we believe in. We think we got a guy that, that we think we believe can handle this. Let's put the nail. Let's put the nail in the coffin right here. Throw for a first down in this game, right in this in this game right there on the money. You know, what I mean, we were able to do it. We were able to do it. But I mean, that's just one of those things where, again, progression, execution. That has to get better each and every week. I think I, 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 Sam Darnold to me. I mean, I, I know we I know we talked about this earlier a few weeks ago, but but Sam Darnold really fits that Jake Delon type of mold where you know it's not gonna it's not gonna be perfect each and every week. I know we I know people we we remember what he was coming out of college. I think we have to erase that image from from from, from my mind from my mindset because what he's been in the NFL wasn't anything that we've seen that could, that we thought could be this. So I mean, I think I think you know as long as he can take care of the football. Is if he has, if can I mean, can he have the moments where, like I said, like like, like on like on that drive, hey, can you pick up a first down for us? And, and he was, if I'm not mistaken, he was he was able to pick it up. He was in the game. So again, it's just doing what doing what has to be done. I mean, I, I mean, kudos to him. They got the job done. I, I can't. It didn't look the greatest, but when, those wins count the same, no matter how you get them. Now I'm concerned going forward because you know, obviously. We haven't heard how long the injuries are going to be, but it's not looking pretty for Pat Elfline and Cameron Irving. And I said this during the game, and I said, I'll said i say it again. What did you expect? You picked up bargain bin linemen who, had, who were injury prone. Irving was on and off again injured the entirety of last season, as was Elfline. And they're both coming off of injuries, so I don't know what you thought was going to happen. And I get, like, we still were able to – I mean, it wasn't a huge – I mean, you know, Dennis Daly – has been a, a, a you know an absolute journeyman back there and doing what we need him to do, I, and we had you know we brought in um, we brought in Christensen for a couple plays and I liked what I saw. I mean I'd love to even see Deontay Brown come in, give him his time. Like he's huge, he's ginormous. I will say this: bringing John, John Miller coming back seemed to help steady that it line. Did. Some. It, it did. It did. It seemed to help steady steady, steady that line. Brent, look man, get, get, let let Christensen get some burn, bro. It is it, is is uh, you know I talked about it I think in Money in the Bank uh, last week. You drafted these guys, you know what I'm saying. Trust trust what you did. You thus far the one thing about about this new regime is that you drafted well, and you seem to be able you see you seem to be able to to develop rookies enough to be able to be able to play right away. Trust what you drafted. Trust what you've done, and let Christian play. Exactly because I just don't like so we put you know, I mean we put. Elfline on IR, but that was to, you know, allow AJ Bowie to come back in. And I, again, I don't know. I think I'm imagining the IR restrictions are the same as they were last year, where it wasn't as, you know, long of a, of a time in IR that you had to spend. I think it's only still about the three week period or so. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. And you can put, you know, a certain amount of players in there, but it's still just like, 
you, like you like you said, you've drafted these guys. You've put your eggs in their basket. I mean, that's round three there. I don't know what it is about our third round players that we don't feel the need to utilize them. And I don't know. If, I, I just don't know what it is. And so I hope that you know he can see and actually fill in and make some splash. I don't think you need to move Moten around. I think Moten has done fairly well at that spot. I don't think leave, you know. Leave him where he's at. If it ain't broke, don't fix it because. We've seen, you know, there's been some times, you know, when that left side, it's just that whole left side is just so upsetting. And so I, I, I'm not, I'm not jazzed about having, you know, Daly and Christensen over there. And that being it, I, part of me kind of wants to move Moten, but like I said, Moten's doing well over where he is. Just keep him there for right now. And, and don't broke, you know, the, the slight, the, the thing I'm concerned about is that, you know, we've already talked about last year. Our biggest thing was that we had a consistent offensive line, not a lot of injuries. They would make the same group and develop as a group throughout the season and play a lot better as the season went on. Here we're already seeing Miller was out the week, you know, week one. Now Irving and Elfline are out week two. We're going to see our third different starting offensive lines group in three weeks, and that does not, you know, that does not create a very conducive chemistry between all, you know, all the linemen. You know, and it kind of it kind of leads me to question the move of moving off of Greg Little just because you knew you didn't have the depth. At that I, I I mean, you can say you didn't believe in, in the talent, but you don't have the depth and you don't have the talent either. So why would we be getting rid of guys that we, that, you know, we can't, we can't, even, we don't, we don't have a good enough replacement for the guys that we already have, have at starting positions, much less second, second and third string guys. I mean, it's thing. Carolina's going to be held back by this offensive line. The offensive line, was the la- if the offensive line was at least you know just 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 sustainable, I would say we have a legit shot making the playoffs and making a run. But this offensive line is what's keeping me from truly believing this team can make a make a true push. Same, and it's because I'm afraid with the way that our schedule is and the way this offense is, it's very reminiscent of 2015. Not that obviously our offense was insane 2015. Our defense. Probably almost, I mean, it doesn't line up the same because our defense is also amazing in 2015, but it has the pieces. Yeah. Our offense, talent-wise, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously with Cam, you know, that's a huge mismatch. But the offensive lines, and I think, like, we're going to go through this season and get good wins. And I think, best case scenario, we get enough wins to make the playoffs. But once we get in there, that offensive line is not going to be able to handle. If we have to face the Cardinals – that's it. That's that's and we do have to face the Cardinals. I'm fairly certain this season. So yeah, for sure. So for sure. when we when we face the Cardinals, you know, in this in the regular season or the post, I'll say I'll, I'll edit that. I'm fairly certain we have to play the Cardinals. Someone made a comment about it. I, I, I'm pretty sure we do. Let me, let me look. I'm, I'm looking. I'm, I'm running through the schedule right now. Yeah, we got the Cardinals on November 14th. Yikes! That's not the place I would like that game to be. Mm-mm. On the road to, uh, I mean, but the schedule is. I mean, the schedule it is not horrible. It's just once you get down to the bottom of the schedule, though, you get the Dolphins, Falcons, and Bills, Buccaneers, Saints, and Bucks again. That's where it gets like, uh, you better get the you better get the bulk of your wins in these next six weeks. Because if the Saints can get their act together. By that point, that's not going to be an easy. That's not going to be the same thing you just saw in Carolina. That that four week span, and they all they've been doing it to us every year since the Super Bowl. We've had to play the Saints, the last or the Falcons, the last th- twice in the last three weeks of the season. And I don't know why we keep doing this because it was happened with the Bucks last year. I think it was the Bucks last year. I can't remember entirely. Actually, I think it was the Saints last year. But regardless, like that four week span, I mean. You're gonna see, you know, Washington and Cardinals. You're gonna see what our defense, our offensive line is like against the Washington, you know, defense and the Cardinals front line. And then that Bills game is really interesting because we haven't played the Bills. No, we've not. Not in a very long time. In a very, I think since Kelvin Benjamin's rookie year, honestly, when he had that, you know, that catch in the back of the end zone. Yeah, I think that might have been last. Been just twenty what twenty fourteen. I I. I think I can't remember the last time we we played the Bills. Yeah, man, right, I'm looking at the schedule. It's you know, of course, Thursday night against the Texans, Texans, Cowboys, Eagles, Vikings, Giants, and Falcons. You better win a lot. You better get you a bunch of wins in, the, in, in that stretch. You better win at least 
three out of those games. Because then you get then you get the Patriots coming to town on on November seventh, Cardinals, Washington, Dolphins. Again, Which, now I mean those are all winnable games. Like, like hey, there's not a game on here. I think I don't think we can't we can't win. The Buccaneers are probably the Buccaneers. Are only is really the only team I look at and say, because mm. the Bills haven't been that that amazing this year. They've not looked no. like the Bills of last year. Josh Allen's falling back up, falling falling back to earth, and and I'm and, and I'm happy because I, I told everybody it was gonna happen. <laughs> Still drafting them for my fantasy team, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, especially I have digs too, so that's not helping me at all either. But just seeing that matchup against, you know, the Panthers of the North is going to be interesting. We got the Panthers of almost all the four corners of the world with the Panthers of, you know, the D.C. Bureau. But just to see, you know, what it's like. And I – like I said, the schedule just seems like there's a lot of games. It just reminds – I mean, we're playing a lot of the same teams we played in 2015. We're playing the Eagles. We're playing the Giants. We're playing, uh, you know, Washington. And we're playing a lot of teams that we've played since, like the Dolphins in prime time or the Patriots, or the Vikings. And we play, you know, these are teams that we have some sort of familiarity with. That Vikings game will be interesting to see. And there's a lot of these games where, like, I could see it, you know, these la- you know, these one-possession games, winning either in the trenches. It's, it could either be 2015 or 2020. That's how it could yeah. be. And, and, and that'll, be, that'll be telling to see, you know, the direction this team is going. I don't think it, I don't expect it to be 2015 where we're winning games in overtime, having yeah. last-second kicks. I don't expect that. But I also don't expect it to be like 2020. I expect it to be somewhere down the middle. If we blow another two touchdown, two defensive touchdown game, if Jeremy Chin goes against the Vikings and scores two touchdowns back to back plays and we lose again, I'm going to lose my mind. That Vikings game, that, that Vikings game, that Vikings game, I, I, that, that's a trap. It's absolutely they're, a trap. They're 0 2, but they, they're 0 2, but that's, I wouldn't want to see them. Justin no. Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook. Right now, Kirk Cousins has thrown five touchdowns and no interceptions. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think that's that. that these, 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 the Cowboys Vikings games will be the the two games that I say like, hey, we, it, it, those may be the first two losses of the season. If I, if I, if I had to bank on it right now, I think that honestly, I would rather if it's going to be one of those, I would rather it be that Vikings game. I think it's yeah. more of if if because if we go because if we go if we win if we beat the Texans. And then we beat the Cowboys. I'm hoping that Eagles game, though, if, if we're getting the way that the Eagles played last week, then we're getting, I think we're getting that win. Yeah. So I, that means. I, that, that, that Eagles team, I, I know they dominated week one, but I think that's the tennis. It's, it's, it's the Falcons, and that's the tennis. That's, they're, they're limited because I still don't believe in their defensive talent. I don't think Hurts is ready. I, I, don't, I don't think Hurts is surrounded by, by, by enough right now to, to truly. Carry carry that team to wins. The crazy know? part of thing is that their offense is too young and their defense is too old. Yeah, we're we're dynamic there, very weird dynamic. But so that we'd be sitting at six and zero, oh, we need a uh, we need a ego check at that point. We need is that a loss to the Vikings at that point would honestly be a good thing to go look. So let's regroup because we're not a six and zero oh team. We've just gotten some good like that 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 Cowboys game would be a great win if we could get that. Yeah, yeah, the the Cowboys game would tell me more about this team than any other games we played thus far. Cowboys and Vikings will tell me a lot about this team. Like, I hate, like, uh, like, can you win the games against teams that are comfortable in town? Like those, those two teams match up with you, match up with you perfectly because they, 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 they have receivers that can go make plays. They have defense, they have defensive players that 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 can get after you. I mean, can you? I mean, Sam Darnold and Sam Darnold's case, hey. These are two quarterbacks that they can put up points. Can you match them score for score? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we saw how the Cowboys played against the Bucks, and then against the Rams, Chargers, one of the two. Chargers. Chargers, thank you. And that's still an offense, a, a vital, you know, a, a vital offense and, you know, a team that can perform. And so that's where, like, you're going to have to probably – it's going to be a shootout, and we're going to see if, our, if either if our defense can stop the shootout or if our offense can match up with the shootout. And that's, like – I don't like I said. You don't want to look past the Texans game, and that's the problem. And I like, I like Matt Rule's mentality. That's the one, one of the one, one of the comments I've liked from Rule the most. You know, we're just, yeah. we're one and zero. We're not two and zero. One and zero. I thought about beating the Saints all week. Now all I can think about is beating the Texans, and you have to have that because I mean, like if I was the coach, I'd be looking square at that Cowboys game and going at eh, Texas. Like, and you can't do that. You got to look at that Cowboy or at that Texans game. And I like yeah. you know, and that's gonna be. I mean, and it's interesting too because. 
yes, we're going to have a two game road trip, but you ain't leaving Texas. So I'm going to, I mean, that's not the worst road trip to, you know, no. go from just Houston to Dallas. No, I don't it's, imagine. It, we, it's, it, it, it's not. And I mean, again, it's just the level of focus. Crime scene outside. But <laughs> it, it, yeah, I was like, but, um, the level of focus is going to be the key thing. I, 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 I just read, read, read what you said. The one and all each week. Can they bring that level of focus? Can they bring that level of focus to, to a Dallas? I mean, like I said, focus on focus on being in Texas, and that's and that's and that's and that's all. And that's all we really need to focus on. Focus on the task at hand, and that's beating Houston and going three and zero. Exactly, and just getting a prime time win, please. I I don't I have. I don't have cable. I don't have anything here. I need to be able to watch these games. And if oh. we're playing, and they don't put us on cable here, they put <laughs> they put the Steelers or the or, or the Washington football team. I want to be able to watch a game illegally and not on an illegal Reddit stream. So please, we need more primetime games. So win this, get us a primetime game. That Bills game, that that time is TBD. That's a perfect. I'm I'm not a fan of playing on Sunday nights though. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Sunday nights. I I, I, I think because I don't like Rodney Harrison. I think I think because I really don't fool with, I don't fool with Rodney Harrison. I don't like playing on NBC for that very reason alone. I that's fair. I'll give it. I'll give you that. I don't like having Charles Davis on. I, I don't like hearing his voice. Nah, <laughs> not a fan. Chris Collinsworth. I I, I just like everything goes wrong when I hear Chris Collinsworth call my games. The amount of games that he would talk us down, like I love Collinsworth, and and it would, it would, Cam would come on, and I'd be like, "What? D- damn! Like, give Cam a break! My God! Like, what are you? It, 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 it hurt me a bit." And you know, we have obviously not done great at Sunday Night Football. We did, you know, during the Cam era for a little while, but then I just get flashbacks to like Keekley's injury or having different things happen on, you know, Sunday or Monday night. Now, what was the game where Cam dove into the end zone against the Eagles and they called and they, and they didn't and they ruled it out of touchdown? That was 2016. And the Eagles were like the best thing since sliced bread that year, which, I mean, they uh, that wasn't the year they made the Super Bowl. It was the year before they made the Super Bowl. And yeah, we were, before. And it was in and it, it was in Bank of America. And we had another touchdown called back for that game, I'm fairly certain. And we should have beat them. And that was the two, those were our two primetime games of the year. It was Keekley going down against the Saints. And then it was. Uh, us losing to the Eagles when we should have beat them, and that from then on, I'd be like, okay, prime time games. These, these this isn't it because then you know the Steelers game was prime time too, and then just prime time has not been great. To, the Saints game was probably the best prime time game we've had in a while, and we still lost that one. But you know we had the Dante Jackson pick two, yeah, and the fumble into the end zone, and we still so prime time games have not been good to us as of late because then what the last years it was getting the Crap kicked out of us by the Bucks on primetime television. It was the only two primetime games they gave us, and we got slapped. So hopefully we can break that streak and actually get a primetime win. I'm happy because I'll actually be able to watch it. And yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm happy because I actually, I actually be my day off. I can actually enjoy it. Exactly. We all work weird shifts, so we're happy to be able to watch this game. And like I said, you got, we'll, have, we'll have our focus on it. Hopefully they'll have their focus on it. Y'all have your focus on the game and on the podcast. We'll try to drop some stuff throughout the week. So it's a weird, you know, we're recording this on a Wednesday. So we're going to try to see what we can get you, you know, for, for Thursday and Friday. But until then, keep pounding.